Hello, Karen. Happy July 5th. Happy July. Like this is new month. How is 2021 wow. going this quickly? It's hyperspeed. It's half over. 2021 is half over. Fuck that. Seriously, what? 2020 was 16 years and 2021 yes. is six minutes. That's how I feel. That is exactly how I feel. And I have so much gray from last year. I know we just talked about aging, how we're excited about it. The gray I'm not a huge fan of, but yeah, Katie, always wonderful to see you. Happy July 5th. I mean, wow. Like this is just, it honestly is wild. Like I, I really truly feel like it's going to be the holidays soon. And I'll be like, wait, what? It was already that. I mean, I know I'm just talking about time here and but really though, it's like kind of a mind fuck. Like it really is for me. Like, I'm like, Oh God, what? Like I, yeah. I mean, I'm already thinking because of COVID lifting somewhat in the U S and Tyler and I are vaccinated. We're probably going to go back hopefully to the Midwest for the holidays, which we haven't been able to do in a long time. And, um, those tickets need to be bought like now, like seriously. I mean, if we're going to get decent rates, which by the way, airline tickets are really through the roof right now. So yeah. Oh God. Just is right. And I haven't even looked. And after all, all those months of them begging us to take flights, off, you know, offering us like $3 ticket, we'll pay you just get on a plane now, of course. Oh, capitalism. That's what happens. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Effect. <laughs> right. I'm excited about planning travel this year. I still don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but it is, it is interesting to think about actually being able to travel and not feeling as skeeved out about it as I did up until like a couple days ago. Totally. I'm not sure how I'm going to feel being on planes. Like I kind of feel like I'm still going to be the person who makes sure that I'm dehydrated like three days in advance and then wears three masks, a face shield and maybe gloves and then doesn't pee for 48 hours. Probably not healthy, but <laughs> that's my plan. It sounds like a sound plan, Katie. I don't, I mean, it's just, I, I see no holes in this plan. Right, it's just logical. I mean, this is totally fine. I'm not sure if my doctor would agree, but you know, whatever. It's, you know, who needs water? Oh God. <laughs> so listeners, today is a national holiday. Hopefully you are, I mean, we all have the day off, hopefully. Hopefully you are getting to chill out. Maybe you've traveled. Maybe you're listening to this on a plane with your face shield and your gloves on. Yeah, summer is in full swing. It's a little wild to think about, but here we are. It really is. It is totally in full swing. And I, we are recording this podcast before July 5th, actually in like mid-ish late June. And I will say that when I listen to this podcast, I will have flown two days prior um, because I'm going to... I'm going to LA for a wedding and then I'm going to Washington for a vacation. And so by the time this comes out, I will have been on multiple planes. So I will keep you posted on next week's podcast. You will find out if my dehydration method worked, um, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I will say though, that like, it's interesting. Like, I mean, I know we talk about this on many episodes, but like the reopening jitters and the reopening realness and the mixed feelings about reopening are really real. And I don't even know if it's to say reopening anymore. It's just like, is this normal? I don't know. Should I be going to seven barbecues in a week? I don't know. Like I, what, I mean, how do we emotionally regulate in this world? 
post-COVID or at least in the U.S. Right. And, and still have that looming, like as you you have to tack on in the U.S. as we watch other countries shut down again. I know. And, or never have reopened. Like we're all being, you know, pushed into the deep end of the pool. Get back out there, everybody. But we don't know what's going to happen in the fall and we don't know what's going to happen in the winter. And I hate to even say it. I hate to even put it out there, but yeah. How do you regulate during this time? How do you also cope with the American like obsession with just moving on? Like, yes. how do you deal with your grief and how do you deal with like all the things that we've talked about? Like, how do you deal with maybe not wanting to go the same pace that the world seems to want you to go. I mean, seriously. And then I think about like, you know, what you just said about like making space for it. Like, it makes me think that, you know, I have a lot of visitors this summer, which I'm really excited about. They're all immediate family members. And it makes me think about the idea around having intentional conversations about how we're doing. Like, it makes me wonder if that's a good idea. I mean, I actually think it's a good idea, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, when my mom and my sister were here back in May, that was a definite like baked into many of our conversations, but I'm also really comfortable with them. So it's like, I'm kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of like whatever I'm thinking, I don't have to put it through a filter. I just say it, which is really a gift, but like not even with our visitors, but even just with friends, like there's, like you say, like there's this American ideal or um, ethos around like just moving on and like not really processing and also maybe even like discouraging the processing. Like, do we really have to belabor this? Like that kind of thing. And so it's like, I wonder if there's a way to make space for that in a way that's just authentic and real. And maybe, you know, just, I don't know, maybe it's the first night that everyone comes to visit me that we just like, hey, let's talk about the shit. Like that, that was fucking crazy. Like, let's talk about the last year and a half. I don't know, like, I don't know. There's no roadmap for this, these types of conversations. And do we wanna keep going back to that? But if we don't, in my opinion, we're not really addressing some of the stuff that's like under the surface. We're not addressing it. And you're reminding me that not everybody has this. Not everybody has this weekly therapy addendum where they talk to someone they love about like the shit that's going on. Exactly. And I wonder how many people will emerge from this absolutely not okay. Yeah. Like we're all not okay. Of course I'm not okay. But I mean like really not okay. Like haven't processed, haven't dealt and now are being forced to do things that they're not comfortable doing. Like, you know, you hear about companies with these reopening plans without asking people really if they feel comfortable going back in. Like imagine that scenario, like I feel fortunate I'm still remote, right? So I, I feel like I also wonder, yeah, how do you create space to have those conversations? And, you know, I, I haven't run into this knock on wood yet, but like meeting up with somebody for the first time and realizing like, oh damn, you are not, you are not okay. Yeah. That's so real. And also like, how do you approach that conversation? Like, I feel like the days of like, just saying like, oh, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Like, at least in my world, that doesn't really work. And in, for some people in my life, it's awkward because it's like that maybe we don't go farther than that. And frankly, those, those 
relationships haven't actually lasted through COVID as well as the ones like ours that like do go deeper. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the point that you're making about work is so real because when there is no choice, like it's like, there's this idea around remote work being, I think before COVID people thought of it as like a perk. It's like, oh, that's great. Like remote work is like a cool perk thing like that our company does. And like, oh yeah, you can, you can be remote on every Wednesday, whatever it is. But like, that's not real. I mean, yes, it is for some people a perk, but for some people it's like, they literally don't feel safe. They don't want to do it anymore. They've absorbed what COVID has put out in terms of remote work. They've, you know, adjusted um, to this new reality of Zoom life and they're better with it. Like some people have, you know, like social anxiety around work that it's really hard to get up every day and like go to work and like be interacting with people on a service level. Like that's real. And it's like, I, I wish that I wonder, I guess. And I also wish that I wonder if companies are willing to kind of approach that from like a more human perspective, because this is not a perk. Like this is legit real. I think. It is legit real. And Listeners, I hope your workplaces have a very compassionate return to work policy. I mean, it's about being in the office. It's about, I have friends who have not been on, I mean, I live in Chicago, who have not been on public transit since March of last year. Wow. I mean, I've gotten on the train, I've gotten on buses, like it's weird, right? But once you get over it, you get over it. But yeah, I have friends who haven't done it. Like if your commute requires that, what is that? What does the anxiety of that look like? Or what is what is your tolerance for that look like? Both in terms of safety and anxiety, but also in terms of like not being able to get up 10 minutes before your first meeting, throwing on a shirt, maybe doing some kind of hair maintenance and hopping on Zoom, right? Like the return of the commute, I think is also oof, daunting for some people. Totally. Oh my gosh, so daunting. And like, it is the waking up 10 minutes before your Zoom call and like, trying to look like you didn't wake up 10 minutes before your zoom call but it's also the like you know get, maybe mornings are your best time and like you were doing something like you know meditating for three hours and now you can't do that like there's just a lot of adjusting and behavioral change that we're like being forced to do in real time all the time like that's something that i'm just i'm not used to it so i'm, I'm also very privileged to be able to do my job from my house and i have been for a long time so that's not me, but at the same time, I really feel for people who are in those situations where they don't have choices. So. Well, and I was talking about this with, uh, with Ginger Buddha and Americano Angel the other day. Like, I think one of us was talking about taking a nap in the middle of the day. Yes. And right, uh, the beauty of that in the middle of a work day and just realizing as we've talked about that you, Working from home, if you, especially if you work from yourself, work for yourself, you're a flexible workplace, like you get to choose the rhythm of your workday. And if that entails like waking up at 5 a.m., work until 10, eating breakfast, taking a nap, getting back up and working in the afternoon, right? And the, the rhythm of this and being at home has gotten us more in touch with our bodies and what they need. And your body needs a nap, go take a nap. When you work from home, you can do that. And I think being in an office and being at a desk when somebody else tells you to be at a desk shuts all of that down. And I think that is also a hard adjustment to think about like, oh, now I don't get to like go shop when I nobody, nobody's in the grocery store. Or I don't get to like just kind of live my life on my own terms in the same way post this. 
totally. I mean, that body wisdom and that body checking in, like the check-in body intelligence doesn't come naturally to everyone. And by everyone, I mean me for sure. But like, it doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. And it's such a beauty and such a gift. I mean, some people listening might be like, actually, I really want to be back in the office. And that's awesome. Like, I know some people feel that way. Um, but for many of us, it's just, there's a lot of big emotions that come about, which goes to the topic that we wanted to talk about today, big emotions around everything that's happening. Like this is, this is just like a massive life-changing, you know, 100, once and hopefully once in 100 year situation. But, uh, yeah, I have a lot to say about big emotions, Karen, like I think in general, but now with COVID and post. Yes, and I, oh, Americano Angel, I'm, I'm putting you on blast a little bit. I, I will just say that, um, I mean, I hope she doesn't mind me mentioning this, like her son wrote a letter to her teacher that was very kind. I'll just say that. It was very sweet and it was very much a, a snapshot of this point in time and a look at what the impact of this point of time is on an eight-year-old. And she sent a picture of it to a couple of us. She cried, I cried, we all cried. Like it was just like you just through the eyes of an eight-year-old, it wasn't long. It wasn't this long letter. It was on like a piece of construction paper, like beautiful, you know, eight-year-old kid lettering with a drawing at the bottom. But it was just this like, oh my God, right? Like it was just this wow. other layer of, right? Of what this experience has been. And that is a huge emotion to deal with. And how do we do that and just get back in there? It's yeah. a huge question. Right. I think a lot of it for me is like giving ourselves grace and just like taking a deep breath and just trying to like know that like we're not alone in any big emotion that we have. I mean, I do have a story to share about big emotions that happened this week. So again, listeners were recording this in, um, in June, but I was, um, in a situation where I didn't realize that I was getting triggered by many things. And I basically, um, it was just kind of going around in the background. Like I just had like stuff on my mind. Like I was just, I don't know, like I had meetings and I was going from this thing to that thing and whatever. And I didn't really realize that I had, it only would take one more thing to like sink me. And it reminds me of this Instagram post, which I will actually put in our Instagram um, uh, account for this, uh, or like, um, you know, make sure that this is highlighted in our Instagram this week. Um, because basically it's a picture of a heart, like a beating heart, like it's a, it's a caricature, it's like an illustration, carrying like stress and anxiety and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then carrying like ancestral trauma and that kind of thing. And then like, it has like a little pebble that's COVID and then, and then it keeps carrying it. And then there's like a teeny tiny step and it just falls over and it, because you're already carrying all this stuff. So the story is, is that I, um, you know, I was booking a rental car and it was for a trip. And I know that rental cars are supposed to be really hard to get right now because everyone's traveling again. And I really did not know that my, you know, I was carrying so much and that one more step would make me really bite it. But basically what happened was I was on the phone with hotwire.com. Don't ever sponsor us. Not a fan. Just putting that out there. <laughs> not into hotwire. But anyway, um, I was on the phone with hotwire and I had just booked, um, a, 
you know, a really good deal, what I thought it was a good deal for this car. And Tyler came upstairs and he never comes up to my office in the middle of the day. And he's like, Hey, can you cancel that? You actually asked me to book a car, you know, two weeks ago or whatever, when we actually booked the car, booked the vacation. And I was like, I did like, I truly Karen forgot. Like, I did not remember that I asked him to do this. And he's like, yeah, actually the car that I booked is like $150 cheaper than what you got on Hotwire. And so I was like, okay, I'll call, no problem. So I call Hotwire and Hotwire, if you check a certain box, you all sales are final. And I, it was seriously 18 minutes from the moment that I had clicked that box. And, you know, 700 and something dollars later, I was on the phone with Hotwire twice and then I called my credit card company and they said they wouldn't cancel the charge. Anyway, the point is, is that I called back to Hotwire and I started crying, Karen, on the phone to the oh. customer service agent. And I, I mean, I was not like full on bawling, but I was like, sir, like for real, can you for real level with me? Like it seriously has been like now 21 minutes, like there, there's nothing you can do. And he was, he was kind, I will give it that to him, but like he didn't budge. And so it like truly not at all. Like it, you click that button. And I was like, I even said to him, I was like, this is not legal. There's no way this is legal. Like that you can like do this. Like, and I don't know. I don't know if there's legislation around it. If anyone listening knows if there is, then hit me up. But anyway, um, I got off the phone with him, Karen, and I was at like a 25 out of 10. I'm not even kidding. I was melting down. Oh, this is when I texted you telling you I had a meltdown. Oh my God. So this, I had a meltdown. Like it was like, so I walked downstairs, Tyler is just getting out of a meeting and I'm sobbing, like really like, like sobbing. Like I, like something really bad happened and like, really like not like a, you know, kind of, it's not correlated with the experience. Like I'm just like flipping my shit. And he like, looks at me and he's like, it's okay. Like, it's okay. And thankfully I have a partner who's very supportive and loving. And he was like, whatever, I'll just cancel mine. Like we can cancel mine. It's fine. Like 150 bucks is not worth this. And so, but I couldn't handle it, Karen. I still, even with his support, I just lost it. And so I had to just have a good cry and swear up hotwire.com for the rest of my life. Um, but anyway, that's my story about big emotions from this week. Yeah. I could probably tell you many from other weeks. Well, right. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, stupid. I mean, I shouldn't have checked the box. I should have checked with them all the things, you know, you just go back into the cycling. Well, right. And it isn't about the car. That's the thing. That's the it's thing. About exactly. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the car. Just the worst feeling. And it's not about the car, but I don't know if this is true for you, but it's totally not about the car. It's about all these other things. But then my, like you just did, like, then your brain, like just fixates on the car, right? Like, yes. even though it's not about that, like, why did I check the box? Why didn't I check? I don't even want to do, like, you just ugh, go down this horrible road. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I mean, thanks. It's like, it's one of those things where those emotions, when they're big, they are big, at least in my experience. I think the lesson is that like, that, that is like, we talked about aging, we've talked about a couple things and that is the kind of thing that doesn't necessarily get easier, at least doesn't get easier for me as I get older. Like if you were gonna have a big reaction to something, if you were managing big emotions, if you have something that like just sucks all of the other air out of the room, 
that's just going to happen. Yeah. And it's okay. I think that's the thing. I think that like, thankfully I had someone who was like, Hey, it's okay. And like, didn't make me wrong for like having like a level 21 meltdown. But at the same time, like if you're listening to this thinking, well, I don't have that person and can I get through it? Like, yes, you can. Like, there's like, I just think that like, it makes me think of things like, you know, feelings are temporary, like things cycle, people have ups and downs. That's the entire point of this podcast. But yeah, I mean, do you have any like strategies that you utilize when you have those big emotions, Karen? Or like, how does that land for you? I mean, I really just in the last week had to tell myself feelings are temporary. Like this sucks so bad right now because I did have one of those days. I wasn't at a 25, maybe in the middle of the night, I was at 25. Like I was, the lack of caffeine has definitely blunted my reaction to things. So I was upset and I was anxious and I was worried about something and like angry and all of the things. Yeah. And it just sucked. And I just hated sitting with it. And I also just kept thinking, this is temporary. I'm not always going to feel this way. I have to remind myself that I'm going to get through this and I'm going to come out of the other side of it and then it'll be over. And the only way out is through, which is such a therapy thing to say, but the only way out is through. And I just had to sit with it. And unfortunately, of course, my brain was like, oh, you're going to move through it right now. But in the middle of the night, bam, (laughs) we're going to think about that shit again, right? Right. That's the bad thing. But in the moment I could remind myself. That's amazing that in the moment you could remind yourself. That's something that I think for me, like I'm just getting back into journaling and I used to journal all the time when I was a kid (gasps) and like even writing it over and over, like this is temporary, this is temporary. Like when you have those really strong emotions, just like getting them out on paper, at least like sometimes I'm like, no, I don't want to write in my stupid journal. I hate you journal, inanimate object that I'm mad at, but it's like, I just get so frustrated. And then it's like, actually, that's the thing that will help me the most just to remind myself and actually to look at my handwriting and be like, yes, like this is temporary. These feelings are not going to last forever. And yeah. And this is not even like a, this, even if big emotions mean different things to different people, which I think they do, like some people have like very strong swings and some people don't. And like, whatever it is, just remembering that it's temporary, I think is like the biggest antidote to anything it's temporary and and I'm thinking of like some of like some of the other things that like I've gotten upset about recently and one of them you know I think I was able to remind myself that the feeling was temporary because the thing was over and there was nothing I could do about it mm. I think what I need to work on is like where you were with the oh I need to call hotwire like realizing there's a mess and knowing you have to fix it or clean it up or make an attempt at it. That is where I go completely off the fucking rails. Ooh, that's (laughs) such a good point. Because you feel like you could do something like you could like continue on. Right. Like I, I can fix this or I have to fix this or like, for instance, Flopsy knocked over my laptop, knocked over water. I was about to head into like, there's just, it's just like a giant mess. And it's just like, oh my God, now I have to clean this up, right? Like, it's just like that moment of like, oh my God, I'm so upset and so freaked out. And I still have to deal with the thing. The thing isn't even over and I still have to deal with it. I feel like that is not, I am not 
at a place where I can, oh, this is temporary. Just clean it up. It's totally, no, I'm not there yet. I mean, that's so true. Yes. And in my fourth call with Hotwire, I was definitely not in any sort of place that was saying that this is temporary. I was like, I want to kill everyone by spearing them in the throat. And, you know, like that's, that was the level that I was at. So yes, that's an excellent point about like saying that, like, you know, not always do we have these, you know, super enlightened thoughts. And also that's okay. Like, sometimes it's just a shit show and that's okay. Like life. I, I will say this. One of the things that I was really upset about, um, I have taken solace in that I can kill this situation with kindness and that it's going to feel really good to just be this like gracious ball of light about this situation that I am livid about. And I, I really, I, I, <laughs> I mean, maybe this is terrible, but I feel like the nugget, the nugget of my grace and the nugget of my like kindness and compassion about this situation in the very center of it is just a nugget of like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I mean, right. The fuck you is covered in a beautiful glaze of kindness. <laughs> right, just a glowing orb of graciousness and just like, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, just the nugget right in there, fuck you. I just, I'm gonna really enjoy that, I gotta say. And sometimes that's how we get through it. Like, it's like, we don't have to, I mean, that's when, you know, if we want to talk about like forgiveness, for example, like, it's like, that's, you know, <sighs> but like that, that you don't have to, if you have something that you're trying to forgive, like you don't have to, and maybe this isn't the right correlation, but it feels a little bit right to me where it's like that nugget of like, I'm so mad about this. Like, I'm not okay. Like really not okay with that. And that is at the core of this, but I'm going to surround myself for my own well-being in light and love and like ha like just leaning into that that both can be true the yes and it's like that's real inviting in the light and love and accepting that where you are is where you are and there's nothing wrong with you that to me is a mic drop absolutely i just i love that i love that you said that there's like at the center there's a fuck you. <laughs> right. I mean, that it really honestly is so helpful because it like, it shows the complexity of the human experience. It's like, you know what? Like not all of us are going to, who's, who are listening are like, yeah, I'm not just going to just let that go. And you know, whatever the situation is, that's okay. Right. If there are artists out there listening, I would be happy to commission a painting of a giant glowing ball of light. And in the very middle, it says, fuck you. Just I you really like that idea. <laughs> if you feel inspired by this conversation, please do let us know. Maybe tag us on Instagram, post it to Instagram. You can email it to us. Yeah. Love to yeah. see your artwork around this notion. Yes. And I would be more than happy to pay market rate for <laughs> that type of artwork. <laughs> Thanks so much. Right. Same. Same. Yeah. For sure. So yes. Um, also, listeners, if you have been listening to our last couple of episodes, we have a very exciting announcement, which does not have to do with big emotions, but maybe it does, because we might be talking about big emotions. But 
we have such an exciting announcement, Karen. It's so wonderful. We're going to be celebrating our one year anniversary with a very amazing event on Tuesday, July 27th. On Tuesday, July 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Did I do that right? Yes. Five, seven, eight. Yes. We are going to be having our first ever live Zoom recording session with an audience. Yes. Please join us at the time appropriate for your time zone on Zoom. We're going to record an episode and you, we want you to hang out with us, raise a glass, alcohol is encouraged and help us celebrate one whole year of this podcast. Yes, yes, yes. It's $25 a person and or $25 a household. So if you have a lot of people in your household, it's just 25 bucks for login. And it's really exciting. Karen and I were so excited about growing this podcast and also giving back to the Feminist Media Foundation. The Feminist Media Foundation is the umbrella organization that publishes Rebellious Magazine for Women. And this podcast is a rebellious podcast. And so that $25 per household is going directly to help these programs. And it's really exciting. I mean, we're, we're encouraging people if they want to bring questions for us, we're, we're going to have topics that we're going to be covering. We're going to all be drinking. It's going to be great. Um, if you don't drink, that's also totally okay. No judgment. Bring whatever you'd like to drink or eat or not eat. Um, and also, you don't have to participate. If you want to just be a spectator, that's great too. You can just turn off your Zoom camera and we won't bother you. This is going to be really um, just a fun celebration of our one year. I mean, one year is so exciting. I'm just like, I'm thrilled that, I mean, that we're at one year. Ah, so thrilled we're at one year and July 27th is our actual anniversary. So our first, the trailer and our first episode came out on July 27th of 2020. So please join us on our real, for real, for real birthday. You can find tickets, a link to the tickets and the Not Okay Pod Instagram. Katie in your personal Instagram. And I will also post it on a rebellious magazine. If you go to rebelliousmagazine.com, go to the podcast drop down, go to, of course, I'm not okay. I will have a post there about this event and you can buy tickets and buy one by many. Yes. Buy them for your friends and just tell them, just come to this really badass event with two badass goddesses and we'll be, we'll be there. We can't wait. We can't wait to see you on Tuesday, July 27th. See you later listeners.